Hi, and welcome back to our podcast, Best Friends and Their Books. I'm Tracy here with my co-host and best friend, Shelby. We're so excited to bring you our June book, which is Fourth Wing by Rebecca Yaros. It is incredibly hyped all across Bookstagram as well as the world right now. So we're really excited to discuss that with you today. Yeah, and we were definitely due for fantasy last time we did one. We did the Akatar, the first book, um, last year, I think last June or July also. So it's been pretty much a year since we've read a fantasy book for the podcast. Um, So it was much needed. But anyways, I'm going to go ahead and read the synopsis for this book. It starts, 20-year-old Violet Sorengale was supposed to enter the scribe quadrant, living a quiet life among books in history. Now the commanding general, also known as her toughest talons mother, has ordered Violet to join the hundreds of candidates striving to become the elite of Navarre, dragon riders. But when you're smaller than everybody else and your body is brittle, death is only a heartbeat away. Because dragons don't bond to fragile humans. They incinerate them. With fewer dragons willing to bond than cadets, most would kill Violet to better their own chances of success. The rest would kill her just for being her mother's daughter, like Zayden Rurison, the most powerful and ruthless wing leader in the Riders' Quadrant. She'll need every edge her wits can give her just to see the next sunrise. Yet with every day that passes, the war outside grows more deadly, the kingdom's protective wards are failing, and the death toll continues to rise. Even worse, Violet begins... To, su- to suspect leadership is hiding a terrible secret. Friends, enemies, lovers. Everyone at Basquiat's War College has an agenda because once you enter, there are only two ways out, graduate or die. With a synopsis like that, there's no wonder that this book has gone viral across social media. I know, we love a trendy book, don't we? Yes. Those are my We're always reading the the like top like bookstagram, like all the popular books. But I think it makes it more fun because I love to hear like, other people's opinions and then I love to make like a judgment of my own too for sure um I love to see like why books are trendy and then maybe like why the hype may be a little too much so we'll see if this one lives up to the hype after our discussions jumping into our questions um what are somewhat we are somewhat new fantasy girls how do you think this book compares to other fantasies are they hyping it up as or they are hyping it up as the next Harry Potter. What do you think about that? Um, well, fun fact about me is I didn't read Harry Potter. My least favorite <laughs> fact about you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I tried to read Harry Potter when it like first came out when I was little. Like, what were we, like, six? Yeah. And it scared me, so I never yeah. read the series. And then the only time I've ever, like, done anything Harry Potter related was go watch the movies with you. And I had no <laughs> idea what the heck I was me. watching. <laughs> I had oh. no idea what the heck I was watching. Like, it was all so foreign to me. Um, so I'm going to compare this more to, like, the Hunger Games, actually. Which yeah. I didn't watch Hunger Games, but I did read, I don't know how many books if there is a series for it, but I did read the first book and I can see how it compares to Hunger Games. <laughs> you didn't read the whole series? There's like four books. No. <laughs> oh, goodness. No, I just read the first one. But I I feel like this is like on par with like the Akatar hype. Like, I yeah. feel like last summer Akatar like took over everything and then it like kind of like tapered off and died down. And I kind of see this book doing the same, although the next book doesn't come out till like November. So like the hype might have to hang on for like quite a bit before the next book. Yeah. This, this gave me uh game of Thrones 
and Hunger Game if they had a baby vibes. Um, and unfortunately, I didn't watch Game of Thrones. I'm gonna like be an unpopular opinion here. My husband's made me watch it, like three times now because it's his favorite show ever, and I I don't I don't get it. Like I don't really like it that much. It's not my favorite. I just things sometimes I feel like fantasy walks like a fine line, but being like too overly complicated. Yes. And this was teetering to me. Like there was a lot of like extra things in here that could have been simplified in my opinion. And I don't know if it's, we're setting a stage here because it's going to be a series and we wanted to like lay a solid foundation in it over explained some things, but that's like kind of how I feel. Well, I feel like some things were over explained and then some things weren't like explained at all. Like there was like gaps, not very much like character depth to me. Like the characters kind of just like popped up out of nowhere. And then like, who is that? Why am I remembering that name? And then they just disappear. Yeah. Like, I don't feel like I knew enough about like some of the other characters besides Violet, besides like Zayden, I guess. But even though there was still some mystery about him, but that was kind of like his draw. Yeah. Supposedly. But yeah, I agree. I'm like not really like a fantasy book or show or movie like I I steer pretty clear of fantasy I just like yeah. I have a really hard time like envisioning and imagining mm-hmm. stuff like that like yeah and with I Harry just, Potter, I don't get into those kind of shows or books yeah I think with Harry Potter I was like like I was in second grade when I read them for the first time so I think that yeah. like that was like my mind already right like I was in that like like pretend every, like imagination yeah so it was like yeah. easier for me then so I do have I find it difficult now as an adult to jump in um but also I will have to say that like JK Rowling is a much better writer like every the like, Harry Potter is beautifully written and I've read them in every like decade of my life and I can still yeah. say that it's like very clear it's like much it's better written <laughs> like it's just like more informative like it's she does it much better. Um, so like that when it, I get the hype for this book, but when you compare it to like the OG or like the greatest of all time, Harry Potter, like I have issues with that. Yeah. I think that's like kind of like not comparable, even though I'm not like a Harry Potter fan, like the impact that Harry Potter has had yeah. on like our generation, the world, whatever. Yeah. I think saying that about fourth wing is a little bit like premature. Yeah, for sure. We get a brief overview on Violet's dysfunctional family. What do you think is the deal with her mom? Is there something we don't know yet? What do you think about the family dynamics? I do think that there's something we don't know yet. Like, I feel like in her younger years, there must have been something that has hardened her mom to make her kind of, um, like, not connected with Violet and kind of, like, her other kids as well. Because it kind of seems like Mira is, like, her favorite. Yeah. But it still didn't feel like, Mira was like very close to the mom but we also didn't really get to see a lot of it and I know like her mom's um hang up with Violet was that she was like ill or she had she had something wrong with like when she was a baby or when she was pregnant I think yeah so Violet Violet. has a disorder where she like doesn't her muscles don't develop properly yeah and like her bones like break easily and stuff like that and like that's like what the book makes us think is why like her and her mom don't connect but I almost like in reality I think that would almost make you like a stronger connection like mother and child because like you want to protect like your kid that like yeah like she has like a disability and you want to like make sure that they're okay and like 
like you're always going to be there like yeah for her but like she's like standoffish towards Violet so I think there's definitely something more something that has happened yeah like with her mom to make her this way I for sure felt like maybe it's because Violet resonated more with her dad like and she had more in common with her dad and I felt like that was somewhat it or maybe since her dad passed away that like um it maybe was too hard for the mom to like be with Violet because it reminded her too much of him or like something like that that's true too but I also think that there's something like with her mom's career or like there's just something like we don't know yet about the mom like I'm kind of honestly waiting um for like a prequel after the series Mm -hmm. comes out like I feel like there would be like a prequel or something that kind of like goes into like the mom's life because I feel like there's like a lot to unpack there yeah we like don't know anything we just know that she's like a hard ass but yeah it's like such a weird thing because she's this huge part of the book like she's a big in the storyline but she's not in the book that yeah that was kind of strange to me like I needed more I agree. And then, like, for the rest of, like, her family dynamic, we don't really, like, get to see, like, her relationship with Mira until kind of, like, from the beginning. Mm -hmm. And then we don't see it again until the end. But we do know, like, throughout the whole time that she's close with her sister. Yeah. But it does always kind of feel like they're on, like, different levels because Mira's had this, like, she's really had it kind of, like, easier and has thrived as a writer, whereas, like, Violet has not. Yeah. And then we don't really get a whole lot of information about Brennan, like, again, until the end. Unless, like, we get his, like, letters throughout, but his letters were meant for Mira. So it's, like, I always wondered, too, like, if I wanted Brennan's letters for specifically Violet. Or, like, even reading letters from Mira to Violet, which I know they couldn't in the first year, but I feel like that could have been, like, good character development if we had some sort of communication. Yeah. Thoughts on Violet as the underdog protagonist. She wanted to be a scribe, but was pushed to be a writer. Should she have followed in her dreams instead of letting what others wanted her to be force her to be a writer? Um, I like a good underdog yeah. story. And it didn't, like, I don't feel like she, like, really, like, I don't know the correct, like, wording. But I don't think she made us feel, like, too bad for Violet, where it's, like, yeah. we felt, like, this, like, huge sympathy. Like, I feel like she also made Violet kind of funny and, like, witty and stuff. So, like, it didn't make us be, like, oh, poor, poor Violet. Like, yeah. you know, like, there was, like, other, like, qualities about her. Yeah. Um, But also, like, I feel like since she was an underdog, like, we were always rooting for her. But we always kind of knew that she was going to overcome these things. Like, obviously she's yeah. going to cross the parapet. I don't even know how to say that word. Like oh, yeah. the thing in the beginning, Did you say parapet or parapet. I just made it up in my mind. I don't think I said anything besides like looking at the word and just like keeping <laughs> that. <laughs> like, I don't like, that. I think it's, I think I said parapet, but I think parapet? Josh, my boyfriend also read the book and he said parapet, parapet. but anyways, like we know that she's going to cross this. Yeah. Parapet. Um, like, because otherwise there won't be a book. Yeah. Same with, like, each, like, little, um, like, challenge or task. Like, the obstacle course thing, the threshing, like, her bonding with a dragon. Yeah. Like, we know all these things are going to happen. Otherwise, there's not, there's not a book. Yeah. So, like, while I do, like, an underdog story, it's, like, also very predictable. Yeah. It was pretty predictable. Well, um, and, Oh, sorry. No, you're fine. Um, and I like kind of thought that I wish that she had been a scribe in a way, because I feel like that's what she wanted to do. Mm -hmm. But I feel like being a writer, like 
pushed her to like a limit she didn't know she was capable of yeah and she like overcame so much that no one else thought she could do yeah i i do believe in following your dreams 100 percent. but i think that like her um her like characteristics and her like overcoming it all like i think that that is like such so much better for her than just staying in her comfort zone and i think that she can like develop into like a better like character as as that happens yeah i'm also like not against people just being like comfortable in their comfort zone too yeah but then again there'd be no book if it was like that her just chilling in her little scribe chair like yeah there'd there'd be nothing to read about I know I was kind of imagining that Dane was going to force her into it and then it would be like her whole like the whole book was her getting back to be Ryder but yeah the anxiety of entering a school where so many people want to kill you because of who you're related to do you believe that it's fair for Violet to be hunted because of her mother's actions do you think it was fair for all the rebellion children to be treated how they were um I, I think both of them both of those were unfair like Violet didn't have anything to do with what her mother did and like you can't just because your parent does something or your parent believes a certain way doesn't mean it's necessarily like indicative of you yeah like I would hate if some like I mean I think both my parents are like good people but I like I would also like hate like if they had done something to someone that was like less than favorable mm-hmm. if someone judged me off of that like yeah. I'm not them and they're not me yeah so I don't think it was very fair for Violet to be like hunted because of that especially because like you could clearly tell she's not like her mother like she's not like her at all so if people like came in and saw her acting like some like tough like yeah better than everyone else like my shit doesn't stink type of thing Mm -hmm. then yeah I could see people getting like really like like or she got special treatment like she had every right to get special treatment because her mom was like you know the like head person. yeah so like she could have gotten that but she didn't so like why do you care i don't know exactly but then again like putting myself into like their shoes and like her mom like killed their parents oh that's like such a tough guilty by association yeah. like it's it is tough to not just have this like even subconscious like hatred towards someone that like hurt your family someone that's even directly yeah. related to that situation but- didn't Violet, like, didn't she, like, apologize to, like, a few people, yeah. like, and, like, try to be, like, like, you know, like, I'm not my mom, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Like, she, like, went out of her way, from what I remember. Yeah, and she went out of her way oh. to be a good human to, like, everyone. So. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, I probably wouldn't be her best friend because yeah. of that. <laughs> wouldn't be her lover. I, I don't think, or her lover. I don't know if I would, like, hunt her down either. I don't know. It's really hard to say. I don't know if it's because like they're already be like they're already hunting in this book, right? Like that's like what the yeah. thing is. They're hunting each other to like win and to not to survive themselves. So she's just like, yeah. you know, she's an easy target. She, she seemed like an easy target from like the get go because yeah. everyone kind of knew of like her disability. Like her disability. Yeah. Um, and then the children of the rebellion. They were their parents were killed and then they were all taken and then they ha- were forced into being riders yeah which is like that sounds so cruel to me i just i didn't like that at all no it kind of like yeah i agree it's kind of like <laughs> us if like in the military like okay so your purse p- parent did something bad your parents in jail okay so everyone whose parents go to jail 
they have to join the military. Yeah, like, it's it like, seems like you're taking it out on like the person that yeah didn't do it. Yeah, that's just crazy. Would you have guessed in a million years that Violet matched with not only the strongest dragon, but then two dragons? You know what? I would have guessed that because really? of, I not the part about two dragons. The two dragons was quite surprising, but I did expect her to have some sort of like really like standout-ish type of dragon just because like she was like the little like the weak weakling or whatever like she there needed to be something that she was going to survive throughout this whole book yeah and so how else is she going to survive if not having like a dragon that is like the biggest like yeah the most sought after type of dragon and like it also kind of was like an f you to like all the people that like got it tormented her mm. and everything and it was it's kind of like oh well she gets the best dragon like yeah. when like the scene was going down where it was I, I forget the small dragon the small like weakling dragon um darna darna yeah um when she was like getting abused by jack or whatever i was thinking that that was gonna like that is the small weak dragon was gonna be violet's like chosen dragon or the one that chooses yeah and then but i thought that, that she was gonna have some sort of like special like other like power yeah. like it's gonna be like too small the small dragon and the small like girl and we're gonna like yeah i don't know like have this like really like forceful like power or whatever yeah in that part before they introduced taryn yeah but i was just like shocked i did like, think of all people like she could fit like this dragon couldn't hold other riders who was too small so I was like this is perfect you know violet's small yeah. like she'll be able to fit like it'll be fine and they would have like some sort of like speed or agility be yeah. like their like yeah like power or whatever or like hiding or I don't know yeah but I did think it was like I I could have guessed that she was going to get a very powerful dragon did not guess that she would have two though that was surprising yeah I think every everyone <laughs> especially in the book too was surprised because it was just didn't even know that was an option yeah no one knew that was an option. Violet has a few suitors throughout the book and eventually ends up with Zayden. What were your initial thoughts on this relationship and did you imagine that it, it would have evolved like it did? Um, I kind of liked their relationship. Like, I thought it was... Like, he wasn't too mean to her. Yeah. You know, like how, like, a lot of, like, love stories, like, in just, like, regular romance and also, like, fantasy romance, like, mm-hmm. the guy's just always, like... I mean, he did have, like some douchebaggy qualities but like I never really thought that he was like not gonna be able to get into her like her good graces especially because she had like such a crush on him from like the get-go yeah um I did kind of think that there might have been more romance between her and Dane first so we could like kind of have that like struggle as a reader with like oh my god like yeah her and Dane are so sweet together and then this like kind of like dark guy like yeah. very like serious like powerful guy like mm-hmm. you know how like as a reader you like will struggle and then like obviously like the guy that Zayden is you would be like eventually warm up to him yeah like I feel like that didn't happen because there was like nothing really going on with Dane besides like that one kiss and then she got the ick yeah and then <laughs> like she was like all about Zayden yeah so I kind of feel like I like that we didn't like get to see that bad of a side of Zayden. Yeah, it was like, you know, the trope was like enemies to lovers. And so I was kind of expecting more of an enemy. Like he didn't feel yeah. like that much of an enemy to her. And then I also feel like there was such potential to have like a good love triangle trope in here. 
which would yeah. have like added me interest. And I was kind of disappointed to not see that. And I feel like she dismissed yeah. Dane so quickly. Like in the beginning of the book, it was Dane, 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 Dane. And mm-hmm. then for that to just be dismissed so quickly just kind of upset me. Like I wanted more there. Yeah, that's like what kind of like what I was saying where I wish that they yeah. like made us as the reader feel like mm, not so sure about this like Zayden guy. Like we like Dane. Yeah. Type of thing. But I did like Zayden and I I liked how he was very like protective of her without like um kind of like coming off too soft I guess like yeah. in front of like, others like it was very like secretive and like yeah he's like don't fall know. in love with me don't fall in love with me and that didn't even last long at all he said that like a couple times and then it was like well I'm already in love with you <laughs> yeah like, <laughs> it just like feel like it was like so quick to me even though he was like so standoffish but it seemed like so I feel like he's like always like his eye was on her and I don't know why I thought that was like yeah cute <laughs> that's pretty and speaking of Zayden, he is a whole topic within himself. There's so many complexities com- complexities to him and his story. Um, and we kind of, it was very spread throughout the book, like little nuggets here and there. Um, as far as his like childhood upbringing, his parents were killed in the rebellion. And then he ends up like being kind of like the big brother to all these like rebellion children, which honestly shocked me when I read that because he seemed like this like dark character and to like see his big heart through that um was shocking to me but um were you surprised by the ending this no that he was kind of somewhat leading this rebellion yes i was i was surprised by him leading the rebellion i was also really like kind of confused about his background like i didn't fully understand and maybe this might have been just me but i didn't really understand like his like Liam kept saying that like he owed Zayden something, something. Yeah. And that's why he was like, okay with like being Violet's shadow. And maybe I just like kind of like skimmed over this part or like missed this part, but like, I don't, I don't, I just like didn't really like understand their background and like how they ended up where they were. But maybe I'm missing a little maybe bit. Maybe that's of why it. I was surprised that he was <laughs> Maybe I'm a little bit confused too. Like, cause he was like the big brother of the group. And I thought there was something in there that was like saying that he kind of like took a lot of the brunt of their punishment for being like the rebellion children for the team. And like, he kind of like, like, he got that like scar, like, yeah. Thing. Like I got that. Like he took like the, the, the pain of it, I guess. Yeah. But I just didn't really understand why. Yeah. I think, I, I think too, that I'm, was a missing element in this. I am a little on your level. I kind of confused as to like, Zayden's part in the whole thing. Um, yeah, like why was he the one? Yeah, I don't know. A little confused on that part. <laughs> Same. I was just shocked at the end too that he lied to Violet and like ended up, and then like he knew he was gonna get caught, right? Like he was taking her to this place. Yeah. So why lie about it? Like why not have been upfront about it before you know you're gonna get caught in the action? She probably wouldn't have gone if he didn't. Oh, that's like, true. Wait, that amount of time that he did yeah he wanted to make sure that she was like there stopping yeah yeah which is kind of shady yeah it was shady and then it's like do you, like i was in the same boat by like do we trust him now are we gonna trust him again yeah okay but like i had already trusted him by this point so I i'm know. like yeah. i'm ready to retrust <laughs> <laughs> like there's no way like they are in too deep now like there's no way yeah. you cannot retrust yeah I already liked him too much, so mm. 
he's giving we were just going to overlook those red flags he's giving rice one of it is it rice mm-hmm. that's, that's how i, I think it. so yeah that's what i say to my mind um yeah he's giving those vibes i was wearing rose-colored glasses <laughs> <laughs> and as far as the spice let's talk about it what did you think was it too little too much confusing? okay i'm really interested Good. in your take also because i feel like like you have like hot opinions about like spice in books i do i'm like <laughs> yeah i i actually liked it like i don't know like i thought it was like pretty i thought it was pretty decent like i feel like we read there's spice in like so many books oh for sure and like i cringe in so <laughs> many books i'm like oh my god no stop like <laughs> but like uh-huh. this one like didn't really make me cringe like it was it was pretty good i don't really understand how they um how the whole bedrooms like fell apart like how they break, how they break a desk and armoire of uh, the little like dagger thing that she was like throwing like yeah their, the room was like like yeah. left in pieces afterwards like I didn't quite understand that part um yeah. but I didn't think the writing and I didn't really like the writing in this book overall but I didn't think that the spice part was bad yeah. okay so we what book did we read last month what was it um a happy place happy place the sex scenes in the happy place were so damn confusing because it was like are they having sex are they foreplaying we didn't really understand yeah we didn't understand that at all but with this one it was like overly like you knew the moment the dinker went in the hole like it was like (laughs) it was like just like so descriptive of everything and i felt like a 12 year old girl reading it like i shouldn't like i shouldn't be allowed to read this i've had three children guys i'm like and i still felt like i was like little virgin ears like not allowed to hear like i don't know why and i was like blushing oh my gosh i don't know why i get that way but because i feel like i but i don't know maybe that's like what i feel with every like I just, I don't know. I don't know. Like, it makes me so, like, uncomfy. But I did, like, it was good, but I did feel, like, scandalous. Like, super scandalous. Yeah, it was It was pretty scandalous. Yeah. I think. It was probably, like, the most spice I think I've almost ever read in a book. Like, there's a couple of Colleen mm-hmm. Hoover books that were, like, somewhat spicy that I've read. But that was, like, a lot of spice. And I'm not usually used to that. Yeah, I read, oh, who was the author? Tessa Bailey. I feel like I... Uh, it was called It Happened One Summer. That book will make you blush. Yeah. Yeah, like, I read that. <laughs> like, if you read that one, that one's definitely going to make you blush. But I don't know what it was. I think, I think also, like, the author of this book did really well with this one thing. And I think it was, like, the tension between Violet and Zayden. Yeah. Like, I think she did that really well. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why, like, the spicy scenes kind of, like, paid off, I guess you could say. Yeah, and the magical element to them was kind of cool, too. Like, I did, like, you know, even though I was kind of confused as to, like, why all this stuff was crumbling around them. (laughs) And, like, no one else noticed. Like, I don't know. Like, whatever. (laughs) But And, like, all the books, like, falling in and finding the note from her dad in the book. Like, that was, like, like, how, 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 how? Yeah, but it, it did add, like, a different element to kind of, like, ease the, like, super sexualness of it. Um, yeah. Oh, but wait. <laughs> but then her doing her lightning thing, like, at the end when she finally got her power. And the lightning was going off. Okay, I, that part I, I couldn't deal with. I could not deal with that. I was like, are you kidding me? Like, Oh, man. Of course. 
Okay, so I'm not necessarily like a fantasy girly per se. And the names in this book kind of threw me because I think some names were completely normal. Violet, normal name. Like I know yeah. a couple Zaydens, Brennan, like normal names. But then we got like to some like Rihanna. I don't know. Like I couldn't. Emotion. Yeah. Like it was like things that I was like, what? Like why? How are we going from one extreme to the next? Yeah. And like the fantasy names like in, in Akatar, like I feel like they're completely like made up like Rysan. Like that doesn't remind me of anything else. But like the Rihannaon or whatever. I'm like. Did Rihanna. You just- Rihanna. Like you're Rihanna. Like we're just like taking things that already exist and just like tweaking them ever so slightly to make them seem like a fantasy name when they're not i think rihanna is a real name oh it is i've never heard that yeah before. i've I known someone with that name oh but rihanna is a real name i mean like rihanna's a yeah. person but like i just feel like it was just like okay maybe maybe I'm not crazy. very they're not very common names though yeah but like the names that got me were like the the emojin i've never heard that there was someone at the end who i don't even know who this person was she kind of just popped up out of nowhere this so leal oh yeah like what why that was from the the griffin people i think yeah and then like griffin like griffin or oh. whatever it's yes. like and gryffindor like griffin like that's like a thing too so i just feel like a lot of these things could have been more explained explained and more also like felt more like a fantasy names than they were like taryn even like the dragons like i wanted the dragons to yeah. have like crazy names my cousin's name is taryn although it's spelled somewhat different i was like that's not like yeah. a dragon name to me like, some of the names felt yeah, lazy. Yeah, that one definitely was a little weird. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anywho. Um, so, Dane, another normal name, was very dedicated to the codex and following the rules. Do you find that you're a rule follower, or do you lead with your own compass? I feel like I have a good, like, moral compass of, like, what's right and what's wrong. Mm-hmm. But I do also think I'm kind of, like, type A rule follower yeah. in a way. Like, but only in, like, a fairness type of thing. Like, yeah. for example, I, like, one of my older jobs, like, I feel like um, management, like, I was a manager and then there was obviously other managers. And I feel like they played favorites a lot with employees and I feel like I kind of kept everyone on the same like there would be like be like oh this person is being treated differently like just because of like who they are or whatever the managers don't like them and I'm like yeah I don't know I feel like I'm a little bit more rule following when it comes to like fairness and stuff like that but yeah if I feel like something is like wrong Mm. then I will say that yeah, for sure. I feel like I'm a rule follower when I agree with the rule. And then as soon as I don't agree with the rule, then I'm a rule breaker. <laughs> so, Yeah, I don't think I'm like naturally like a rule breaker. Like I like, I kind of like. Yeah, I think that I can be like, like if I'm like, yeah, like if I don't like the person that's enforcing the rule too, like I will be a rule breaker. <laughs> um, I have that like little spark in me where I'm like, no, F that you're not gonna tell me what to do. Um, yeah so I can go like really both ways once it comes to like the law you know and like the world like I'm not gonna get in (laughs) trouble like I'm like you know don't I speed okay whatever but like besides that I'm not like breaking the laws but but like more or less um less complicated and less strict rules like I'm gonna like in jobs like if like my boss like says there's a rule and I think it's a stupid rule then I'm not gonna follow it but <laughs> like, okay, boss. I hope my boss isn't listening to this. <laughs> but that, that's just me. 
<laughs> but I'm also going to tell them straight up, like, I don't agree with that. You know, like, I'm not going to yeah. break it behind someone's back, but I'm not. Yeah, because then you're just going to get in trouble. Yeah. But, I, but with Dane, like, I just felt so annoyed because he played, he was a, he was a manager. And he played favorites. Mm-hmm. With and so like it was like you're gonna play favorites here, but then you're gonna be all like Mr. Rule guy. Like tell yeah. me how that. Did you fair. ever feel like he wanted to like be all up on the rules because of that one girl Amber who was like also a rule girl, like yeah. rule person? Trying like, to impress. Her. I kind of thought that they were gonna have like a little like side like fling or whatever, but then she died. <laughs> but then she died. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then I feel like after. Um, yeah, I feel like he was trying to impress her and they were trying to be like on the same level. And then after she died, I feel like he was kind of like at Violet. Like it was Violet's fault. Yeah. For and sure. that's kind of when him and Violet's relationships like like, you know, altered slightly. Yeah. I thought that his like rule following this was a little bit annoying though. And then I'm kinda like, am I annoying? Because I'm kind of a rule follower. Like I think it was annoying because <laughs> it wasn't like morally correct at times. Like, although yeah, yes, like he, he only did it when it, like, suited him, basically. Yeah. Or when he didn't like what Zayden was doing, he would, like, pull out his little rules. Yeah. And it just didn't seem necessarily fair in the end. Also, you're in yeah. a school where people are killing each other, and you think that these, like, rules are, like, matter. Like, I don't know. Right? I'm like, okay, whatever. <laughs> I think we're past this. <laughs> yeah, like, that didn't make sense. What do you think about Dane sending Zayden and Violet into the trap and betraying Violet? Um, that was really wrong especially for someone who is a rule follower like why are you putting your people in harm's way I thought that was like that was really crappy that he used his like power for basically like evil and it like Mm -hmm. was something that would have risked Violet's life Mm -hmm. like if he actually cared about her like yeah why did he go behind her back and like do the whole memory reading thing and he was it was very intentional that he was doing it to put a wedge between her and Zayden like he wanted yeah he wanted Zayden to think that Violet was the one betraying him. Yeah. But why? Why did he care? Like, if he made know. it clear he didn't want Violet. And, like, so then why is he not okay with Violet with Zayden? He was, like, I guess since he couldn't have Violet, like, no one can. Ew. Feel, like, type of thing. Like, that's, yeah. like, what... I, that's what I feel like he, like, thought. Like... Yeah. There was a lot of death in this book. Was there a specific scene that was harder to read than others? Um, I, Liam's death at the end was oh, kind yeah. of sad to me. Yeah. I don't just because he like also had this like protective nature against Violet, although it was ordered for him yeah. to protect her. It just felt he like so really sad at the end like, because yeah. she wanted to save him so bad. And like that one, I feel like was like more of like the sad death. Yeah, he seemed like a super, like, good, like, wholehearted human, and I liked him a lot, and I wanted to, like, see him progress through the books. Like, I was excited to, like, have him in her year and, like, have him as, Mm -hmm. like, a close friend of hers moving forward, so that made me really sad. And he was also known as, like, one of, like, the strongest and, like, best, and, like, so that, like, kind of also made you think, like, oh, everyone's gonna die. (laughs) Like, if he's dying, like, everyone's gonna die. That's true. There's also a death, like, in the middle, like, beginning, middle, and I cannot remember who it was. Okay, this was what threw me is when she had the other friend and I can't remember his name, but they, he was like there one minute and then gone the next. Like, yeah, I the so the one that started off that fell off the par, parath or whatever it was called parapath. I don't remember. I just know it's a p <laughs> word. When he fell off and he was like had his girlfriend back home or whatever, that yeah. made me super sad. And then um, 
there was just like a lot of times where we would like just kind of like be rightly introduced to a character and all of a sudden they're like gone like something crazy yeah. would happen and like the blink of an eye they're gone and the death was like so like like it was explained so but it was just so fast and it just, yeah that, those threw me and then amber i know that she betrayed violet and she like tried to kill violet and all that stuff but like imagining her death was super gruesome to me and it like kind of left i don't know left a scar in my mind because i was like wait remind me how hers was i feel like there was like so many like (laughs) little stories happening and i don't know why this one is like not she was like sentenced to like be burnt by the flames in front of everybody and so they like like they explained like her screaming and basically like burning to death like a dragon came and like oh yeah yeah, yeah. lit her up yeah yeah that and then violet felt really bad because she felt like I mean, I know that someone tried to kill her, but I still, like, even if someone tried to kill me, like, sentencing someone to basically to death is still not an easy task to do. And I couldn't imagine having to sit there and not only, like, go through with, like, giving up her name and having that be her punishment, but to also have to watch it with all of your peers. And all your peers know, like, you you turned her in. I don't know. That just was, like, really complex death to me. And it was just so gruesome the way it happened that... Oof. Wasn't there someone that, like, was right in front of her when they did, like, the gauntlet thing that died? It was a girl. Yeah. I can't remember why, but that one, like, that is, like, sticking out to me, too. Didn't she just burn? Or- but, it, but she was, like, not, like, Team Violet at all. So yeah. I don't know why, like, that one is sticking out as being kind of sad. Maybe it wasn't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then Jack's death There was the a lot of death. There story. was a lot of death. Jack died at the end. Um which he was out to get Violet the whole time. So him dying was like supposed to, like, you know, it was like a big victory. We were like waiting. Yeah. We were like waiting for him to die. Yeah. And he did. And I don't know. It didn't feel as like good. Not that death should feel good, but I felt like we should have felt more. I should have felt more. Like vindicated and stuff. Yeah. But I didn't really have any emotion. I was like, okay, whatever. No. I don't know because maybe there was. I knew it was coming for so long. Yeah. And there was so much death in the book. It kind of like lost interest maybe like towards the end. Yeah. Um, and then we just had Liam die, and, like, we obviously, like, cared so much about that. So Jack, like, sur- like surpassing, like, just being right after Liam, it was kind of like, uh, well, I don't know. Yeah. Not, I feel like true. Liam dying was kind of a shock. Yeah, and then Zayden's reaction to, to Liam dying, like, broke my heart. Like, it was so Yeah. Um, the ending. Um, the end was, like, the, you know, you know, most time in the books, the climax is towards the middle, but this was very much towards the end with the big war scene and everything kind of like happened at the end. And then the book left us on this big cliffhanger at the end. Mm-hmm. And Violet, we think that she's like, you know, on her deathbed, wakes up and her brother's there. Her dead brother is alive. Yeah. What did you think about this ending? I, well, it was surprising. Yeah. To say the least. Um, it was a good ending, I thought. Mm-hmm. And I think it's definitely setting us up for the next book. Um, obviously, it shows that, like, Brennan knows some things that they don't know. Oh, yeah. Well, that they're trying to hide at the War College. Like, he didn't actually die. And I'm kind of curious to know, like, who actually knows this truth? Like, did he do that on purpose? Yeah. Like, have someone like you know report back that like he died or whatever when he really didn't but like i do get the feeling that he so like the the college and like the where they are like high basically like hid a lot of like history and stuff they like just 
kind of like what like her dad's note to her was is basically like when people stop like saying like the tales and fables or whatever it gets lost and it's never told again yeah and i feel like the people of the war college and like navarre or whatever like wanted to erase some sort of history mm-hmm. and i feel like brennan found out about Ooh. some of this like history like or whatever that happened out there and he like knows the truth and it's kind of like setting up that like the war college and like navarre may have been in the wrong like they aren't like yeah. these like good people or whatever that they like um are portraying themselves as like these like good like fighters like saving people like yeah on like the, the outskirting towns that like you know like there's some like darkness i think yeah. i think brennan obviously knows now and then it's him against his mom like that yes yeah he risked like, i think he had to have died because like that's his mom like he's yeah. gonna go against his mother yeah so all in all what were your overall thoughts for fourth wing um i wasn't really too much of a fan of like the way the author wrote like some parts came off really confusing that i didn't feel like needed to be confusing especially as someone who's not a fantasy reader like i feel like she could have explained like words that she like either made up or like that were just like i don't know i I felt confused a lot. <laughs> I also thought this book was way too long. Like, I I think a lot of fantasy books are pretty long. Yeah. But to me, this took me literally like two and a half weeks to read this whole thing. Yeah. And it was just too long for me. I My thoughts on the book as a whole, I think the story's interesting. Mm-hmm. The writing's not good. It was too long. And I think she could have explained things better in a nutshell is my thoughts. Yeah, I can agree with that. I The length didn't bother me too much because I did feel like it was kind of pretty jam-packed like action for most of it. Yeah. But I do feel like the writing was somewhat amateur. Um, not that I'm some like writer or anything, but it's like was just, it, oh, no, felt, it felt different than what I normally read. Like it felt yeah. more amateur than books that I typically pick up. And I think that as far as fantasy goes, um, I think it, things could have been explained better. And then I think some things were kind of just lazy, like coming up with the words or the way she explained them. It just kind of felt like lazy to me. Um, mm-hmm. But overall I do, I really liked the storyline. I think it has like huge potential and I see the potential for this to grow into more books, but yeah, um, it wasn't like my absolute favorite. It didn't change my life in any way, but I did enjoy the book. I think another thing with the writing is she would like, it would have like a, quotation from someone and then like so much internal thought yeah. and then that person answered afterwards yes. and I was like wait what was the actual question like it, there was like too much in the middle yeah I feel that like going on and I would have to go back and be like what was the question and even sometimes or she like, would like not really like infer who was saying what in certain things and I'm like who said that sentence like there was yeah. like a lot of like that going on like it almost felt like she had it so well imagined in her brain that mm-hmm. she didn't take the extra steps to like fully explain it. Yeah. Almost like she thought that we were like watching it instead of like reading it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. The dialogue felt sloppy. And then like the internal dialogue would confuse me because I'm like, is she going to say any, like, did she, is she going to respond? Cause I feel like it'd be like a question and then, yeah, it would be Violet's dialogue. And then there'd be like no response. I'm like, well, what, where did this conversation go then? I'm just, it was, yeah. it was sloppy to me. I did like how they could like, read each other's minds like the dragon and the that was cool i thought that was kind of cool yeah and then zayden like gets to come in and also be a part of that which is also very like akatari because 
Frey and Ryson can like reach those minds. So I thought that was like I like that. Yeah, element, I element thought that but. I thought that part between like Zayden and Violet was cool, especially with like their little like love story and like their yeah tension and everything. I like that part. Yeah, that was good. Are you excited for the sequel? I'm not gonna read the sequel. Oh, oh dang! <laughs> Mic drop. Okay. And that on that. <laughs> As I already pre-ordered the sequel, I'm all excited <laughs> for it. Oh my gosh, that was not what I was expecting at all. Okay. No, I, I don't see myself reading the sequel. I, I thought the book was, like, good and okay, but I can't see myself getting into it, like, as a series. Yeah. Fair. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so let me guess your rating here. I'm going to say it's less than a four. A three. A two. Yeah. A three. I on Goodreads I said three, but I really think it should be like a three and a half. Mm-hmm. Like I think the story was good. Again, I'm not like a fantasy person, so it is like really hard for me to give it a fair rating because yeah. fantasy isn't my like style, my type of book. So I think I am a little bit more critical since I am not a fantasy girly. Yeah. So three, three and a half for me. Yeah, I think I gave it a four. I w- it would have been a five star read for me if the writing was just more like up to par I know that sounds so I just feel so awful like criticizing someone's like writing especially not being a writer or having any background to do so but I just like I just needed like a little bit it felt like a young adult writing style book but it wasn't it wasn't a young adult book it was supposed to be meant for adult audience and so I just struggled with that but as far as the storyline goes it kept me interested I had like big emotions like it hit most of my five star like qualifications but Mm -hmm. And I am excited to read the next one. And I'm kind of hoping that as the series evolves, like her writing evolves. Yeah. And I think like when you go to read the second book, like she'll have like the audience that wants to like stay yeah. and read it. So she'll be able to like kind of like cater to that too, hopefully. Yeah, that's true. All right. Did you wait? Did you like it more than Akatar or? Yes. yes. I think okay. I did too, but I think I actually rated Akatar higher. So for Akatar. I think I was riding the hype train too hard. It was a way hyped book. And I do, I did like them. I've read, I have to finish the last book. So I've read four of the Avatar books right now. And I just, for them, I feel like they are just too long. Like there's, it's not as jam packed like this one was. Yeah. Um, Like the first one is probably still my favorite of the Avatar. The second one's okay. But like this one, I just felt like it was just so much. And I liked that so much more. And I'm hoping that continues because like Avatar, like I feel like kind of fizzles as the books go. Mm -hmm. And so I'm hoping that that doesn't, this series doesn't do that. Um, Fingers crossed. I want to like have the thrill still going. Um, Yeah. But having to wait all the way for November, I'm like, am I going to even remember what I just read in November? Or be interested again. Yeah, that's true. Um, So for July, today's July 1st, we're excited to jump into our next book, which is Love Theoretically by Allie Hazelwood. I've read the chemistry one. I don't know. One of her first ones a couple years ago, and I really enjoyed it. So I'm like seeing her books on kind of thrive on book talk and bookstagram. So I'm excited to jump into this for our July book. Yep. And this will be my first Allie Hazelwood book. So I'm excited. I didn't hop onto the love hypothesis hypothesis. train when it was like really popular. I don't know why. Like I just like just one of the books that I just didn't read. Yeah. So I'm excited for this one. I think it's new, isn't it? It came out like last month. Yeah. It came out in June. Or maybe May, May or June. Yeah. 
Hopefully it's a good one. I've heard good things so far. So we're excited to read it with you. Thank you so much for listening. Um, and we'll see you next month. Bye. Bye.